Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. We are back in the studio after being out on tour last week. And there's quite a few of us sat around the table this evening to discuss all things latics. Gareth, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Very, 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 very good. Rob. Hello, Barry. Were you missing last week? Yes. Yes, like me. Yes. All right, Dan. Hello. Sat at opposite ends today. Yes, thank goodness. Uh, yes. After the madness of last week. The madness of last week. Mick. Evening, how are you? I'm alright, thanks to you. Yeah, I'm sending a pound, mate. Sending a God. Send us a new pound. Paul, how are you doing there? I'm alright, how are you? I'm alright. No we're playing jokes for us. Uh, no, I might slip the odd one in somewhere. But I'm nowhere we're playing jokes just yet. Right, Gareth, uh, we'll start off with Ipswich. Have you got some stats for us from, from the Ipswich game? Yes, indeed. <laughs> the stats from the Ipswich game Ipswich versus Wigan Athletic. Uh, Ipswich managed 54% possession and Latics just 46. They had nine attempts, so did Latics. Of which on target, well, sorry, on target, three shots each. Fouls committed 10 by Ipswich, 17 by Wigan. Both teams got two yellow cards, no reds. Ipswich 1, Wigan Athletic 3. That's the main start, though, isn't it? So, yeah. that's it, hit the target, you score a goal. It looks like that, for us anyway. Right, Rob, what did you make of the uh, performance at Ipswich? Oh, very clinical. I think word springs to mind. I think we took our chances. Uh, overall, excellent win because we've now put a gap between ourselves and, it, and Ipswich. But the performance, yeah, it's, it's a good one. We went behind, it showed character because to, to, it's the first time we've gone behind for a while. So we showed character, we hit back straight away. Uh, then we hit him with a sucker punch just before after. Mick McCarthy said, um, we give them their goals, which uh, I don't think it, they did really, do you? I mean, yeah, well, they sort of give ball away in dangerous area. I think that's what he was referring to. Yeah. I don't think he means gifted in the sense, you know, where we've been attacking and there's been some sloppy play. I think it's, it's because it's come from their own possession. It's because we've hassled them yeah. and closed down well and, and we've hit them. Rosler summed it up and he said they're perfect counter-attacking goals, which they were. That first goal was a cracker of James McLean's. Did you notice which leg he smacked it on? His right, right leg, yeah. He did, yeah. And he, he has got one. He cut, his, cut him from the left, didn't he, and made his way to the pantry. Yeah, he, he ran across from the back post. He's, he's ran a, got his run on the defender. He sort of lost him, I think, a little bit. and He's made a good run into a good area and he's well picked out. Fantastic, yeah, Fortuna, wasn't it, Fortuna? Yeah, good ball. Yeah, excellent stuff. And then, damn, goal number two, Leon Barnett. Yeah. yeah, wasn't it Jordi Gomez again, delivered, and then Barnett at the back post, rose like a salmon, or mm. rose like Connor salmon. He did, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, he's becoming a bit of a postman, Jordi Gomez, isn't he, with his delivery, always spot on. No comment. Mm. <laughs> we'll go to that one later on. I don't know what you're referring I've to. A, I've got a funny feeling I'm responsible for bringing this whole letters business back again. No. Right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Barnett's goal. Could he score us at a better time? Right on, right on the on the break, weren't it? Every time is a good time to score a goal. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mick, second half. I, I, I think they carried on in the same vein as they started the game. Uh, I think it was a thoroughly good professional performance, actually. James McLean's second goal? No, it was a very well-crafted goal. It was a good team goal. Alright, it was on the break, but it's knowing what to do on the break. And we've seen, we've seen on, on other times where we've made a break and we've not actually been able to even put the ball in the box. On them two occasions at uh, Ipswich with the first and the last goal, we certainly knew how to eat. and we re it was really well crafted. It was good team team play. Mm. Shield away. Just before that, we scored that third goal, though, uh, Paul. We, we had a break. I don't know if you saw that. Three onto onto one. Three Latics players onto one um, Edgewich defender. who was Aaron Cresswell. who's a good defender, and uh, he managed to snuff out the danger. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see it because I've not looked at the highlights, but. Yeah, I certainly remember the uh, commentary team getting slightly excited at that point. Yeah, a big disappointment from the game, though, obviously, was the injury to Leon Barnett. Yeah, I think that's the biggest disappointment from the game. Um, we get into that stage of the season where we've put a hell of a run together. We start getting a little bit giddy, and then 
injuries are starting to catch up um, as we'll go on to I'm sure in the next game tiredness is starting to catch up as well mm. I think this could work in our favour actually I think it really could if ever you can actually have a player out and it be positive I don't know but on this, this particular instance with uh, Barnett I think the break will get him psychologically uh, sound for when he makes his run it's not going to be out that long is it he's only going to be out a couple of games I, th- I think psychologically you make a good point I mean not only is the um, the, the rigour of playing game after game after game hard physical work yeah. it's hard mental work if you yeah. look we played City on the Sunday then we played on the Wednesday then we played on the Saturday then we played on the Tuesday and this is the first time for a week and a half that we've, we've had sort of three days off um, and when you're playing a game three days after your last game you, you, you finish the game you've got a day to do a bit of recovery a day to do a bit of prep and then you're straight back on it again and there's no time at all for the players just to mentally have a, a five minute relax and then be ready to to get back up to go and attack the next game so it's we're, we're constant where's this news from then that by it's only going to be up for two games I have not seen no that. I said a few games I thought you said two games no I said a few a few Ah. We've only got a few left till uh, till the end of the season. Well, I think eleven's more than a few, Barry. But it, it allows that time. I'm talking three or four games. Oh, he's right. I was just, just with. I mean, Paul had a similar injury, didn't he? And he was out for two and a half months. Yeah, they don't he's, a wuss, he's a wuss, isn't he? He's, a, yeah. he's on board. I don't think they know what great, great it is. He's yet, a child. Just depend, depends. No, it, and the fact it was described as a strain rather than yeah. a pull for a start That's makes you think it's not as bad as maybe what you were thinking. I'm, I'm just going off what uh, what I've read in the paper, you know. So uh, shouldn't re- believe all you read in the paper, though. No, especially Paul Kendrick's written there. I believe everything Paul writes. <laughs> I'm his greatest fan. <laughs> oh, we love you, Paul. <laughs> yes, come back. Yeah, where are you? <laughs> James McLean, though, Gareth. I mean. I, what a turnaround that lad since since the start of the season and in and out of the team and he's fantastic. I, I know we're not talking about your work this moment, but I was so surprised he weren't he didn't start last night because he's on he's on fire, he's on a roll. I think Uwe Rosler plays his part in that one, not he? He's transformation in form since sort of the start of the season when OC was in charge. And Rosler comes in and, and gets the whole squad going forward. Jim cleans one of them who's picked up the bat and and you know, carried it forward, isn't he? He's playing really well, and he deserves his goals. I thought he deserves to play the last night as well. Yeah. Caught his ankle on post when he scored his second goal, so he's carrying a knock. Ah, well spotted. It's well an spotted. unusual that, way to get that's injured, the, isn't it? That's the problem you've got in, in that those knocks stop the rotation which allows mm. players to have five minutes off mm. and, and not be playing game after game after game after game. Flat. I mean again I'm not talking Yorval yet but Ramis last night he he played in, and he, he did look tired didn't he? Yeah he and, and not only Ramis I mean Boyce particularly looked tired last night um, but then there's a bloke who's playing game after game after you know where they're rotating in and out he's, he's not at a rest. No. What's particularly is. worrying about this is we've got an even busier schedule coming up. Look yeah. at all the games that we've got in April. But mm. it's, it's when the injuries start taking away your cover, and, and the cover allows you to rotate and keep players fresher mentally as well as physically. Yeah, well, but it's a centre back, and we've got centre backs coming coming back through, haven't we? Rodney, um, he's obviously not match fit yet. Caldwell, <coughs> Caldwell, Holgerson. Olgerson, yeah. Oh, yeah, Keenan as well if needed. Yeah, because I think. What happened to that Garcia? And Ga- well, I think he's more of a left back, isn't he? Or well, we they, they said that he could put his one of them. Oh, he can play centre half and left back. Well, he probably can't, but that's what they were saying beginning of the season. But where is he anyway? Uh, he plays yesterday for the development squad, so it's matter find his level. Are we ever going to see him? I don't. I don't think. Uh, no, uh, he could be off in summer, can't he? It doesn't seem like a Rosler type, does it? Otherwise, he'd have been on the bench. He's not even been on the bench, has he? Yeah. Who signed him initially? Colin. OC, yeah. yeah. Columba. Yeah. Right, um, great three points. Slaps us into the uh, playoffs, fifth in the table. Um, brilliant. Results went our way as well, didn't they, yes. the weekend? So, 
fantastic stuff. We've been going our way for quite a while now. Yes, because we've been winning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're putting win after win after win on the table, results are going to go your way because everybody else isn't doing that. We had that period, didn't we, where we were putting wins on and the Derby were matching them. Um, there's another team up there that we were ch- the teams that we were trying to catch were matching them. There was then. And then there was a couple of weekends like the Doncaster and yeah. Huddersfield where we lost, but so the there that was our, yeah. our chance to gain them, and whenever they were, until obviously yeah. recently. And then the last couple of weeks, I mean, it's looking now like it's four from six, isn't it? The only teams that are not in the top six now that might make it are Brighton and Reading. Hmm. I think, I think after beating Ipswich, you've you've basically knocked them out of the race realistically. Well, you've said it now. You've said it now. Well, uh, <laughs> jinx. I don't think Ipswich will get in. I don't think suggesting they won't. It's no, somehow going to jinx them, so they do. You can't see Leeds or, or Bournemouth playing. Nah. Well, you can't see anybody past the, the next yeah. two. Or perhaps Blackburn. Nah. Blackburn. No. This this this. They're too far adrift. Yeah, the two shifts as well. Yeah. Right, so we moved on, and uh, it was Yeovil on Tuesday night at the DW Stadium. Uh, some people have already been describing it as the game of the season <coughs> uh, for the fantastic finale. But our stat man Gareth has got some uh, stats to let us know about the Yeovil game. Yes, last night's game: Wigan Athletic versus Yeovil. Possession: fifty-nine percent to the Latics and forty-one percent to Yeovil. We managed 15 attempts, and Yeovil managed 12. On target, Latics 8 attempts, 4 only to Yeovil. Scored 3 goals though, sorry. Fouls committed 13 by Wigan and 14 to Yeovil. Yellow cards 3 each, thankfully no reds. Final score, Wigan Athletic 3, Yeovil 3. What a game, Rob. What a game. It oh. took your breath away. From such a drop for start, well, that's what I, nothing happened. Yeah. I mean, what the last 15 minutes. I mean, the rest of it wasn't great, was it? I mean, when when was 1-0 up, I think we did try and keep the ball and kill it off and there's too many loose passes and I think evidently that's how we ended up conceding our goals isn't it? but yeah it was a great great entertaining game I mean, we had a couple of chances at 1-0 didn't we through that Fortuny effort when he uh... what is it? it was a great I'll tell you I was well very close to that incident and that was some serve that I'm telling you it was going right in the bottom corner his spanning shot from mm. 6 to 8 yards out tremendous serve and that that's that was a turning point for them because it gave them a bit more Impetus, yeah, yeah. yeah. The big keeper, in, weren't they? Yeah, I Massive. think I think Merrick Stetch was the man of the match. I agree. And the only thing he could done better was score that goal in the last minute, yeah. which I actually thought he did at first. He ran off, didn't he? Yeah, like, yeah. he was clutching the claim it. <laughs> so we had the penalty, Dan. Yori Gomez. Yes. Yeah. Was it a penalty first of all, or did Paul make the most of it? Anybody? I, I I'm trying to recall exactly where it was and what it was. But the corner, and it looked initial. But I, I it looked like he grabbed Paul around the neck. And he did. Yeah, he grabbed his shirt. Yeah, he pulled him down. He well, grabbed his. He grabbed his. I, I, I know at the time. I certainly felt it was a penalty. Yeah. I'll put it this way. Justified. Put it this way. They didn't show it on the highlights, so it must have been a penalty. But I saw it on TV last night. But mm. I think if you look at it, it, I don't know if it's going to be in the highlights. But if you and, and I might look like a clown if it is, and I'm wrong. But you look at the penalty being taken, talk about players being, there was a um, oh, guy booked yeah. for encroachment last week, wasn't there? Yeah. They, they were almost past the penalty spot at the point where he struck it. They, you know, as he was stepping up to strike the ball, they were, they were almost running past him. Mm. It, they must have been in his line of vision, in his peripheral vision. They were, they were that they, close. And oh, that referee did not spot that. Well, I'm as really, he does so. When, when he saved we'll it, talk I, about thought, it after. I, I immediately thought that's going to get retaken. I did. Because of how close their players were. Mm. But... Obviously, it didn't. We'll talk about him now. Mm. Clown of a referee. Always thought so. Always thought he was a clown. He um, he's one of the longest-serving referees in, in the football league. Uh, he, he made his way to the Premier League. He lasted four years and got demoted, and he's never been back since. Yeah, he must be one of these. He was get... shock. I thought he was shocking. There were some bad decisions. Uh, yeah, he, he must get a job because he must be one of the. You know, when you have a team and, and there's somebody who's absolutely old plus, and you give them a, a loyalty. Trophy or something like that, just to make them feel better. Well, the, the Orville's tactics first ten minutes was 
kicked Punch, lumps out of him. Shiv, That's what it was. Grab, there was a tackle after four minutes on Jez McArthur, and it, it was more. It wasn't a red card, but it was. It was a solid. It was a solid yellow card as you could ever give. And then it must have been what fifteen minutes later, McManaman gets fouled. It, it, one of the most blatant fails you'll see again, and then it goes down. All right, handles it. Probably shouldn't. Gets a yellow card. Yeah. So where's wh there any sort yeah. of well, consistency or flat, any correct decision making going on? There's no consistency. But the, la the, 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 the landsmen are as bad. On the far side or on the west hand side? Yeah, he was awful. It was shocking. In fact, two offsides. What would well and truly onside? They were running yeah. from behind. But I thought they were. It was equally bad for both sides as well. Oh yeah, it? it wasn't just against us. No. There was decisions both sides. Like shocker, it was a sh it was shocking, terrible. Mm. There was one or two. I know it might sound as own being biased because it, it was mainly against Powell, but I don't know if you noticed or not that big number eighteen who was marking Powell. Every time Powell got the ball, he was trying to wrestle him. Yeah, you know, yeah. That lad from Yeovil. Uh, yeah. Actually, thought there was a rugby match on last night, and not a football match. Because he grabbed in that many bloody time, and they actually—I think they took him off. All right, it was a bit of a tactical substitution when they brought, took him off and brought a forward on. But at the same time, I think they took him off because he, he was odds on to give a penalty away. The he way was, he was—he was getting away with all sorts, though, wasn't he? He was. He was. But there was a few of them getting away with doing yeah. things like that, though. You know. And it was it was bad for both teams, and I think that actually set the tone for that game. The worst decision that I saw last night was Fortuny not make one of their players, and the referee give a free kick. Mm. That was right about five minutes before the end. The referee give a free kick <laughs> to Yeovil. He not made him, and the players slipped over, and Fortuny run round him, and he blew up and give a free kick to Yeovil. Yeah, yeah. Absolute disgrace, Andy Durso, Bill Ricky Dickey. It's from Bill Ricky, did you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. That's where Gavin comes from, innit? They're all wrong in zone. The question oh. is, still a <laughs> if that guy hadn't put that goal away in the last minute, would we be talking about the ref right now? Well, yeah, I would yeah, be done, because I, thought, I was thinking at the time he, he, he was a shocker. He was a shocker. No, I was, in, in a perverse way, I, was, I, I know I shouldn't be feeling like this, but I was sort of pleased for, for Yorville. I didn't mind drawing that game last time. For so, I wouldn't have wanted to lose it, but if we was going to drop a point against anybody, Mm. I like they seemed a nice team oh well I was nice that club. before again then until yeah. they were kicking lumps out well. it was 50, 15 <laughs> minutes and I said yeah. send mm. get as many goals as we can against these men and send them there yeah I'm pleased for the fans yeah they got a yeah, point yeah, because yeah. to come all that way on a, on a Tuesday night yeah, they seem to come away with something well, like Sheffield the, Wednesday support well you know that place where we actually did the podcast last week there was yeah. a couple of your fans in there last night I was having a chat with them before the game yeah. So they seemed nice enough. They got, well, they had a four-hour trek, didn't they, to get back home? Ah, it was, it, well, no, it took them a lot longer because first of all, they had to find a boat to get out to Somerset, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh, then they had to change into a coach to get up the uh, M5. Well, what about our goals then last night? Um, obviously, the, the the first goal was Nick Powell's. Was he offside? No, I don't think he was. Uh, I thought it was Gomez who hit the shot. It definitely, definitely it weren't offside. It, it, no. it I couldn't can, believe it? that there was complaining. I, I'm right in line with that. But if you, if you watch the replays again, you see, Luke, one of their players is actually on the bar line. Mm. In fact, there's two of them right on the bar line. One of them's actually got half, he's half off the pitch, half on the pitch, when that ball's played across. I couldn't believe there was complaints at Lansman. No. But they, they was carrying on for... 30 seconds after it get already give it. Did he have to touch it though? Was the ball not going in anywhere? No, it worked. I don't think I think it was going slightly wide though. Okay. Yeah, MacArthur wants it left footed. Yeah. And then uh, they equalised on 82 minutes or 83 minutes. Again, MacArthur got the ball out and I, we was lined up on our right hand side, weren't we? And they played a cross field ball to Borsager who made a bit of a mash of it, got challenged lobbed it in into the box and uh, Ishmael Miller had enough room to start up his own sheep farm yeah uh, uh, get tight when he put him in that one get tight to him stop yeah, him to look at him. the distance between yeah. where our centre abs are you could have fitted 20 double deck of us then, then they were falling over each other didn't they as when well. was the last time Ramis and Rogner played together well they probably the they've, never, they've never they played play. together have they it showed. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> and neither of them can speak English. So you, so you, you couldn't even put <laughs> voice in because Pritchard wasn't about, was it? No. 
and, and then the second goal again was down to I think it was down to Boyce's tightness, wasn't it? Yeah. But Manaman played played a, I, a poor ball to it. Yeah, he saw he was he was sold, but but I, I think it, it was one of them where he, he just strived to keep it in and, and overran it. And, yeah. and, and you know, there was one point when I, I was watching Boyce run and he looked like he'd led in his boots. He, he couldn't lift him off the yeah. floor. He was that knackered. I mean, you, you look at him. He's, he, Going back to what I was saying before, he's, he's played every minute of every game, hasn't he? Yeah. He's not had a rest in the last fortnight. That weren't the only mistake, though, was it? Because then you've got the ball over Ramis's head, which he completely misjudged. So then he's wrong side of the defender. Then he recovers. Ishmael Miller's got his back to goal. He's allowed to sort of turn, because he's not within a close proximity. Then he gets tight to him. Doesn't get tight enough and lets him shoot. So the aim in the mistakes you want in, in <laughs> We talk Last about, minute again. We talk about tiredness, but we made five changes going into the game, and then when you take into account Rodney came on for Perch, that's six essentially. So well, that's they're, they're not match fit though, are they? I mean, you, you think of Rodney. When was the last time he played? Ages you know, they're not match fit, are they? And I don't. I think it's as much mental tiredness as physical tiredness. What mm. what get? Especially with the, with the sloppy balls. But we were back in. The crowd picked up. And the crowd picked up. Yes. And we got back in the game. The second, his album, see you in a minute. the second and third goals were really good, I thought. Classic Rosler goals. John Bossagier. And the situation as well. The same as on Saturday against Ipswich. Come straight back within two minutes. That's the way they do it, isn't it? Mm. Typical of Rosler. A good goal from James McArthur for the first one. Open it. Yes. He's stuck, stuck it in the bottom oh, corner. Fantastic finish. Very similar to one Ben Watson score, which against Palace. He scored against mm. Palace, very similar. Down the left, crossed it in and, yeah, and sat for it. Yeah. MacArthur of late has been on really good finishing form, I have to say. Yeah. He has, have yeah. From being shocking earlier, it's yeah. easy, wasn't it? Yeah, he had, it, he had yeah. a good cracking first half, didn't uh, he? Oh, not the early second half, wasn't it? Yeah. Then his, his mid it was a cracking start, yeah. either side, and he was struggling. And yeah. then uh, as, as time were running out, Bossager again, fed in by McManaman, crosses, and. Uh, Webster, Byron Webster got his head to it and stuck it in the back of the net. <laughs> no, to give the keeper no chance for yeah, that. Cracking finish. Yeah, it was a brilliant finish. They stuck to the knees, didn't they? The uh, Yorval players. Yeah. Mm. They thought that was it. Oh, we all did. We all did. That's what I was saying. Blasted the ball out of the stadium again. Well, I think the thing that changed it was the five minutes, wasn't it? Well, where did they come from? I don't know. Five minutes. Well, there was how many subs? Five subs. Six subs so those three minutes straight away. Yeah, Thirty seconds. Yeah. It, it is, but did they not it make a goal? They made a double change. There was only five subs. So oh no, yeah, because they tried to get somebody else. Oh yeah, no, yeah, there was only five because yeah. we made one of them. One of them was double change. So then you're down to two minutes. Yeah. Well, things you can't change. But then Fortuny breaks at three two. Thirty seconds on the clock. Heading for the right hand corner, yeah. everybody, I was willing to go there. Do exactly what you did last week, yeah. son. He looks up, over to his left, Yori Gomez, acres of space, but three players, all the all the crowd in ES2 and ES3 shouting, Pastor Gomez, Pastor Gomez! And they got all giddy, Pastor Gomez, didn't they? Well, well he did. It's not his fault then, it's the fans' fault. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on you. What do we know? What do we know? I certainly say, I was saying, we're in corner. Well, 30 seconds later, it was three apiece, wasn't it? And ten seconds after that, whistle went. Yeah, David Ginola did a very similar thing, didn't he? For France. Should have run it in corner. Didn't qualify for the World Cup. Never played again. <laughs> Is that the end of Mark Antoine Fortune <laughs> then? <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Oh. <laughs> so, make tightness then. You're shaking your head when I mention tightness. Yeah. You know I don't buy into that at all. That's what they're paid for, they're athletes. It's up to the management to make sure the programme's right and, and, and everything's planned for the game. It doesn't matter what they pay. I'll give you a million quid if you can grow a pair of breasts. I don't need He's already got them. You can't do it. Get them out. If you're tired, you're tired. Don't matter what wage you're in your wage packet. I'd come then in that game last night then. We upped the pace, we upped the tempo. When we went 2 1 down, we played them off the park. It was only for four or five minutes. Makes though, a difference, it? Barry. Makes a difference. We could we could actually physically do it. Yeah, but no, there was only sustaining it, could we? What would you say, Gareth? The psychology of it for me, I don't buy into the tightness. I'm with Mick. I'm with Mick on, Mick on this 100. percent 
you're defending a corner right in the depths of the game, right? Mm. The ball comes over and everybody stands there and watches it. And that's what they fall yeah. on the floor in the six yard area. When they have their autopsy tomorrow and they all watch each other, watching the ball come over and drop in the six yard box, they'll be astounded. Because yeah. I was yeah. astounded when I was watching it. Yeah, we lost that game yesterday, well, drew it yesterday because of rubbish defending. It wasn't because yeah. of tiredness. I, it was a, the two misplayed no, passes I, was, but we, we, we could have stopped it. But, to, but it is tiredness. We, like, we, we it, got it too relaxed. Tiredness. We got it, too it, relaxed. It, it, it was rubbish defending. Part. It's any level yeah. of football. <laughs> but the cause of but that rubbish defending. is coming over, you get an head on it and get it out of the danger yeah. area. Yeah. Don't you? The alarm the bells began ringing in my head last night <clears throat> when we missed that penalty. Because I think the penalty was a half-hearted attempt by Gomez. Now, whether it was actually impeded by pe people around him, right, like that. Now, I don't want to take anything away from the keeper. The keeper made a good save. Yes, but I think, compared to the last couple of penalties he's banged in, that was a poor effort by Gomez last night. Now, without wanting to crucify Gomez no. and blame him for one thing, but that kind of summed up the attitude of the players last night. I, I, I disagree there, because that penalty was in the bottom corner. And, and that's not a tired penalty. Tired penalties go down the middle. It wasn't struck with any pace, But this is the thing with penalties. You've got to have some pace on it, no matter You judge your penalty on whether or not it goes in. Correct. Not whether or not it's well taken. If it's well taken and the keeper does a good save like the keeper did, then you hold your hands up and say, well done, keeper. Thank you, You turn around and you say the keeper's done The penalty what gets said with that amount of pace on it is always going to get criticised because of that fact that there's not enough pace But last night, as soon as that happened, I thought, hang on a minute, we've got our work cut out here tonight. And lo and behold, all right, it's okay me spouting off now in hindsight of having a result there. But I wasn't majorly impressed, as none of us were, really, with the first half performance. And the second half performance was pretty drab. We gave away so much possession last night, it was worrying. See, I, I thought they didn't look like doing anything until that eight, 80th minute, and I think they, they must have had something off the bench that said, right, start bombing forward. That was the first shot they had on yeah. uh, they, they, they goal. Did absolutely yeah, nothing. The game totally under yeah. control. You know, I think it was 30 seconds beforehand from that first goal of those. Yeah, the one was the ball? Where was the ball? 30 seconds before? 30 seconds before he scored, where was the ball? Do for school on our right hand side. No, it was down at their end. And you know how many passes it got to get that ball in the net? Three. The first goal. The first goal. Come from John Bossier. McCarthy crossed the ball to him. Yeah, but they intercepted. The mm. Well, they tackled John Bossier. Right? Right? It was on the halfway line. Yeah. But it was three three passes in it. Yeah, it was just three passes in it. Brutally sort of field, didn't it? Well, yeah. Go, going back to time, you know, there, there, there is this thing about di uh, the direct route, isn't there? Well, we use it. Well, we were pissing about with it too much at the back last night. Yeah. And giving it away at the back. I think Ramis is guilty of doing that. I've mentioned this on a previous podcast. It's a bit of a lingering effect of the Martinez era, isn't it? Just keeping hold of it in defence. Three occasions in that match last night, Bustajor gave the ball away for the simple reason he can't use his right peg. He got trapped, and the lad who was up against him knew that. Think, keeping him on his right foot, I'll get that off him. Yeah, he had him, running, he he had him running back to his own goal for yes. like 30 yards at one point, didn't he? And if you look, that's why, one of the reasons why Latics pass back to the keeper that much is because the players on the ball can only use one peg. But that's not something that's new this season, is it? The same, same blow was brilliant last year, last year, the year before when he came at Christmas. We went on that mad run, it was brilliant. But when if he's probably using his right hand, I can't. Well, he created two goals last night for us. The thing is, though, yeah. I'm talking. All right, we've got pluses. There's also minuses as well. Yeah, yeah. But a good coach, yeah. a good coach of an opposing team, done his homework, knows that. Yeah. Yeah, so he turns around to his lads. Whereas last season they weren't they weren't privy to that, were they? They were just beginning to suss it out because he was new. Well, it wasn't new on the scene, like. But it was. Hang on a minute. There's a way to beat this lad. There's a way to beat that fella. And this is what I do like about our current manager is he seems to do his own work for each game. He'll change his tactics, he'll change his lineup. Yeah. And I like that. Well, do you only go to work every day with a briefcase? Good for him. Enough said. What does he keep in it though? His booties. He's got say. He's a borough boss. He's French for us. He's German sausages. <laughs> Breakfast. His whips and chains and mm. torture techniques. 
Oh, right. that's how you get so fit, isn't it? You can't, no, I, going back to that tiredness thing. Can you draw some breast, mate? I've got no chains. No, but well, you can't, right. Then I don't know. It wasn't a case, <laughs> it's not only a case of being physically tired. Like, like Gareth said, the ball comes into the box and they're all sat watching it because they're tired. They're, they're not switched on as much as they should be. And as a manager, if you're trying to say, right, this one's dead important, and then two days later, this one's dead important, this one's dead important, they, they, they don't get a chance to relax. And they just end up knackered. Yeah, anyway. It's, it's not physical, it's upstairs. Let's move on. Game finished, tired or not, Latic Sonoma's a big signing. Jack Collison come out of the blue a little bit. Although there have been rumours during the day that, that, that we might be uh, signing, signing Collison and, and lo and behold we did. Highly rated by the West Ham fans. 25 year old, played 19 Premier League games this season alone. Um, Welsh international, bit of class about him, could score, the, score a goal or two from midfield as well. Um, he's played at the DW Stadium twice, once when West Ham got relegated. And the other time mm -hmm. was uh, he dislocated his kneecap, so not he's not got happy happy memories of our players. Let's hope we can build some with him. Uh, anybody any thoughts on him? Well, fair play to uh, Uwe Rossler for signing him anyway. A highly rated player like that. We've lost Watson, McCann, and Espinosa, so we certainly need some strength and competition in the midfield, mm -hmm. don't we? Another thing with uh, Collison, which I forgot to mention, then uh, like Wagon, he's out of contract in the summer. So he's a free agent in the summer, so he may be coming up to prove a point, play for a contract, etc. It's always a smart move. Yeah, right? So if he's played 19 games for West Ham this season, how come they've loaned him to us? Well, he must have featured in the plans of... Uh, yeah, he said yeah. he wanted Morphus for team football. I think he, made, he must have made a lot of them from the bench. Yeah. yeah also, uh, they've, uh, they've got some Diame in midfield, haven't they? And uh, the other fellow used to be at Bolton. Northern. Nolan. But another thing with midfield players, Sam Allardyce doesn't really play through the midfield, does it? <laughs> Usually bypasses them. Yeah, so. Um, Sends them over at top like a 747. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, it, from what I've seen of him in the past, it, it, it's, a, it's a good signing, I feel, because he's got a bit of quality about him, so good stuff. And he's available for the cup tie as well if we need him. Oh, yeah. Right, moving on to Saturday. So we're on 58 points. Are we? 59. 59. 59 points. We've got a point last night. We didn't lose. We're on 59 points. And we've got uh, Watford in town. Watford? On a bit of a roll at the moment. Watford out. Um, they're in town on Saturday. Another own game. Two own games in a week. A bit strange. Uh, we've met 13 times with Watford in all competitions. The last time was on the 28th of September. And we lost 1 0 down there when we had a perfectly good goal disallowed for offside if you remember mm. um, we've won four drawn five and lost four of all our previous meetings and they're currently 11th on 48 points have you anything else on Watford Gareth Forrest well I have yeah I've got the last six uh, games the six, last six results which they've won two uh, sorry they've won three lost two and drawn one did you know that in the last six home games in all competitions they've won them all without conceding a goal but in the last six away they've picked up just three points ah. so mm. they're um, an home team I've got a good stat for you Watford have not won away from home since the 5th of October oh don't say that and they've also won twice away from home this season right. they're definitely an home side so that means we're definitely going to lose on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be another Yeovil then? Are they all going to lump it up to the big man? We're going to go in with 30% more rest days, aren't we? Than what we've had for the last few games. So we might not be as tired. Mm. Exactly 30% or yeah. give or take a few percent. No, no, 30%. Yeah. Well, 33%. Because mm. you've got three days rest yeah. instead of two. There you go. No, that's 50%, isn't it? Oh, right, not bad. Yeah, 50% more rest. Uh, man, to, man to watch <laughs> Gareth well the goal scorers the top scorer is Troy Deeney with 17 goals Fernando Forestieri if that's how you pronounce it that's 8 and Lewis McGugan who's a good player has 7 oh, we were playing with McGugan weren't we yeah. mm -hmm. McGugle 
but uh, Dina, I'm mean, surprised to see he scored so many because he started the season off pretty pretty quiet, didn't he? He, he wasn't uh, thinking he only scored. But when we played him in September, he'd only scored a couple of goals, hadn't he? By yeah. then, uh, he must have uh, come on a little bit. Plus, they've got a new boss as well, haven't they? Zola's gone. We've got this new fella in. I don't know his name. Elton John. Um, he's, he's gone very hands on. <laughs> I don't know, Barry. <laughs> I, I don't I, know I, I've, I've been in Elton John's box at Watford. Really? <laughs> what? For those who are in innuendo bingo. He's been in Elton John's box, he's been growing it up very abreast. He's got, he's got all his, um, all his uh, discs and everything else like that. Oh, yeah. That's a bit much, isn't it? Yeah, well done, well done for that one. Yeah, there's a good score on it. I, I talking of would you drum when he came into his box? No, no, I was wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. I bet you were. <laughs> ah, I bet you were. <laughs> so we don't know the name of the manager. We're not a clue. <laughs> is he is Italian, isn't he? Elton John. No, this this manager of Watford. I've no idea. He took over from Zola. Capello. Is it speak much English? I can't remember. No, I can't. Premiership managers can't speak English. How do we see the game going? Anybody? Any thoughts? Mick? Um, Sorry, Dan. I, I, I can see us winning. I can see us winning. Um, I think we'll, we'll we'll have to put in a better performance than uh, last night. And Good. I can see him picking his Saturday team as opposed to his midweek team, which again bodes well. Because if you compare our weekend results to our midweek results, there's uh, some contrast there. But yet, most of our recent Saturday games have actually been hang, away, haven't they? Hang on. Mm. You're comparing win, 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 with win, 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 win. I'm saying the performances. Yeah. Well, performances. like Rob says about, about Watford, the last, you know, they're a good away home side 3 0 against Barnsley, 4 0 against Blackpool, uh, they beat Borough, but they're away from. They lost at Doncaster 2-1. Who'd lose there? Well, we did, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, they lost at Bolton 2-0, and they drew at Yeovil Mill apiece, so... Uh, yeah, they're really bad away. So, I couldn't believe how long it was taking for me to get to an away win. When I was checking before. Uh, only, so, in the last three away games, they've only scored one goal as well. Good. Let's get 2-0 up after 20 minutes. <coughs> easy game. Yeah. Yeah. Let well, some people do a bit of relaxing. I remember seeing the, uh, I only saw the highlights, but I remember the highlights from when they played Bolton. And up until Bolton's first goal, uh, Watford had several attempts on goal. They, was, they looked quite quite sharp. Uh, and then once Bolton took the lead, they seemed to fade away then. And uh, it was, um, uh, obviously they won 2-0, so they lost that one. They won 2-0, so they lost it. Yeah, Bolton won 2-0, so, so they lost it. It's a tumbleweed day. <laughs> Referee for Saturday is a guy called Scott, Scott Duncan. He's from Northumbria. No, he's 28 gales, gales. Gales. 28 games this season with 56... 56. <laughs> gales, gales oh, and shit. Right, we'll start this you talking about El John's box. It's got, <laughs> it's got me all tongue twisted. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call it? Uh, um, right, the referee for Saturday is Scott Duncan from Northumbria. He's done 28 games with 56 yellow cards and one red, so he's not uh, throwing the cards around. And he actually re already refereed us once when we lost at Millwall earlier this season. When we lost 1-0 down there. It doesn't matter what he is, he can't be as bad as last couple. We've had some shockers in last couple. Just you wait and see. Well, at least he's only averaging two yellows a game. Yeah. And one one red in 28 games, that's... This is why you don't leak at him all in your shirt. Well, I'd say he lets a lot go, or he's on top of the game, and one of the other. Yeah, rough him up, that's what I'd say. Let's have some predictions then. <laughs> we'll start off with Paul and work at anti clockwise. How do you see do you see things for Saturday? I'd be happy getting through the game with three points, no injuries and a fairly comfortable thing. 
whether that's a prediction or a wish, I don't yeah. know. Not asking for much though, Yeah, well, I'd, I'd be happy with 2 now. I think, I, we'll two now. At the end. I uh, think you've got to echo though, those sentiments now about getting through, winning three points but coming away without any injuries. I think that, that is a crucial thing at uh, this point. I'm going to predict that we're going to win again with two clear goals. Okay. Dan? I'm going to say the same. I think it's going to be 3 1, which is a fairly safe prediction, I should say. But I also think that we might pick up an injury or two. There's an after effect of this tiredness that we keep talking about. Yeah. But also, I think that Maloney might feature. Ooh, no, that'd be nice. That'd be nice to he's, see. He's, he's due in the development squad again this week, isn't he's he? He's played uh, 75 minutes yesterday. Yeah, that's not going to throw you in Saturday, is it? No, no. 10 minutes at the end? No. If we're winning 7 0, he might do. I mean, it'll be on bench. He'll not risk it. No. Rob? I'm worried about our defensive line-up Saturday. I'm not sure. If Perch doesn't look like he's going to be fit, no Barnett. Ramis had a shocker last night. I'm worried. I think we're going to lose. I've just got a bad feeling about it. Mm. I think we're going to lose too, well. I, I think if he's not got them fit, he will go for a flat back forward and he'll have the likes of Grady. And I don't Ramis think he will, mate. He's shown he won't do that early in the season at Doncaster. He's played Chris McCann centre-half. Honestly, I don't think he will. Gareth? I think when they regroup after last night, they'll all be very disappointed to end the winning streak and uh, they'll be back with a bang on Saturday, 3 0 Wigan. Thank you. Still unbeaten, though? Uh, yeah. Mm. I think um, I think we'll get a draw, nil a piece. I think that's the way it goes. They will be a bit defensive trying to protect our back line and uh, a little bit of a change. I, I, I think he might. Not be as like you're saying, he, he's going to stay with his normal play. I think he might be a bit cautious, yeah. try and cement our playoff position because we're in there now, aren't we? we That's it. Really I think you might see yeah. one or two surprises, me. Yeah. I, I, I think, in all honesty, I think it's a home game. I think he's going to look at his uh, forward lineup, and I think it's going to be a game where we're playing down at the end of the field for most of the game. Well, we're a lot of attacking options, aren't we? I think can you see McLean starting on Saturday? I'd yes. like to. Yes, yeah. I'd like to see if he's if he's not got a bad ankle through through the post. Not, yeah. yeah, I think if he's, fit, if he's fit, he'll, play, he'll probably start. I think Fortuny will start. I think McManaman will start. I think it's when you come to looking at the midfield and the, the uh, defence, you need to start looking at who's actually fit and available. I think he missed both McLean and Waggon last night. I think Waggon will probably start on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, another point in that midfield is Gomez and MacArthur have basically run the knackers off for two games a week. He's a fit lad though, MacArthur, isn't he? Yeah. He'll I be mean, back in. He'll play. Maybe Colson will get a game on Saturday. Yeah. I, don't, mm. I mean, I'm going to say this, and I don't like knocking our players, but I, 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 I don't get excited about the Ryan Tunnicliffe in any shape or form. Um, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but he, he's added. Yeah, to, to me, he looks like he's there to fill the gap that Chris McCann left, and he looks like he's he's starting off like Chris McCann started, which is a bit rough. And I'm just sat here holding my fingers crossed that he grows into the team the same yeah. way McCann did. Otherwise, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, otherwise, I can see you being right. But yeah. <laughs> you think it's ring rust? It, it could well be because yeah. I mean, he's he's made a few points and um, a few decent balls and. Got old John on the mind, hasn't he? <laughs> 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 yeah. Didn't mean it like that, to yeah. be honest with you, but hey. Right, well, um, we've got three, four wins, a draw and a defeat, what is what we've gone for. Okay. Okay. Right, let's move on. Massive game on Tuesday. Massive game on Tuesday. Away at QPR. Um, Gareth's got some stuff for us about QPR, haven't you? Well, we know they're going to be missing Richard Dunn, don't we? Set off last night. Ah. Was it a straight red then? Straight red, yeah. Was it a professional foul though? Because we brought Dean in box and a penalty was given, so we'll not be banned Saturday and be back for Tuesday. So he was last man. Yeah, it's only one game though. Is it? There's no such thing foul. as last man. Professional foul, one game. I thought though if it was a straight red it was a three No, no, no you're Profe right. Professional foul, one this, game yeah. and then a violent conduct three. Yeah. Who do they play on Saturday before Gareth gives us his stats? Do we know? QPR. Who do they play? No idea. Right. 
I'm not fussed anyway. I've seen him play him with Richard Dunning because he's crap. Yeah, yes. But yeah. they've got a team. They've got a team full of has-beens. Yeah. Them? Somebody tweeted today. How uh, can sorry, Gareth? How can a team with the quality of that QPR? How can a squad with the quality of QPR not be uh, top of the championship? I agree with and that. And then it says uh, poor management. I agree with that. But I don't agree with the first statement. Well, it's not that uh, well, 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 first statement plays. First statement that sets up the second one. Whichever, whichever team's top you're going to look at and say, yeah, I think we have a better squad. Have, a, have a look at Edge and their squad. Go through their squad, each player. Clint Hill. Clint Hill, star man. Dunn, 30, 34. Yeah. Johnson, 33. Uh, Zamora. Zamora, over Hill. They're all... Oh, the war all over for it. Essex He's 29. You know, you know, know why they're there, don't you? Sorry, sorry. 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 Uh, look at his goal scorers. Charlie Austin, 15. Injured. Out for the season. Oh, Ravel Morrison, 4. Matt Phillips, 3. He scored for it last two games, though. Yeah. He's, the, he's the man you know. Yeah, he's the only. Yeah, but he's a gobshite, isn't he? He's so full of himself. He's a team of gobshites. Yeah. Did you see what happened last night? Yeah, there was going up one and one, they virtually in the centre. Oh, Barton and uh, Ill. Barton yeah. and Ill, yeah. Oh. Do you know who the referee was last night? Never mind that, never trust a man with a pony. Do you know who the referee was last night? Neither does no, no, Barry. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. oh, Kevin Friend? No. Oh. It was Paul Tina. Oh, yeah. Wigan's own Paul Tina. Hey. Good lad, Paul Tina. He used to referee down at the soccer dome. He just allowed a goal of mine one, one, one uh, time when we won the championship. Are you decking? I could get quite disappointed actually. Well, anyway, he's so Paul paid, Tina. He's, he's paid you back now, though, he? Has, yeah. Well done, Paul. He might do us a favour then. Yeah. He might have written it up as violent conduct if he's anything. I'll work with him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, have you wrote your report? Yeah, it, no. was a, it was a violent fail. No, I think, I think QPR are there for the taking. If you look at the last couple of games they've had, and the way they performed, and the way they're squabbling amongst one another, the injuries they've got, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 they're ready for the taking. And on a Tuesday night, down at their place, should do. Have you got some stats on them, Gareth? Quite Just to back up what Mick said, they started the season very well, and we were rattling along very nicely. In the last eight games, they've won two, drawn two, and lost four. So it's not good, is it? No, no. no. By any stretch of the imagination, I'm going to make it. I'm going for a win. Early season, there was only winning one nils, weren't they? It was all one nil games. What they were doing? Yeah, they're not scoring many, do they? But yeah, they beat Yeovil recently, didn't they? Three nil, three nil, yeah. And uh, did did they beat Birmingham away? Yes, yeah, they won two, two nil. nil at Birmingham. Uh, that Morrison scored both goals there. It was like going home, weren't it, for him? Because he'd been on more there earlier. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right, have we got any uh, any predictions? We'll start with Gareth this time. Like you said before, we're doing very well with this 1-3 away from home, I like it. Yeah, we're going for a 3-1 win. Oh. Gareth, 3-1 to the Latics. Rob? 2-2. Two, 2-2, two. Two, two, is that? Do that. I'm that. Very, very confident again this week. I think we're going to scrape mm-hmm. a win. 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Mick? We're going to win by the odd goal. Like one or three or five. <laughs> the odd one goal. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. one nil. Paul? Or, or two one battle. Well, I'm disappointed or that three, I'm, not, two. I'm not going. Because I'd quite like to stand there and give Barton abuse in the flesh. Yeah. But as it is, I'll go for um, another one apiece. One apiece. Yeah, I'd love to stand there and give it. Because you know he's going to get annoyed, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go for uh, a one nil away win. I think we're, we're going to do it. Well, I think in terms of tightness, that's a game that you know you're going to have to be up for, and, and that mentally will make you a little bit sharper. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think so. It's a big game, isn't it? We do yeah. well. If, yeah. I was looking at some uh, a form table, and it's uh, it's a championship form table, and it's looking at the performance of the teams in the championship against the top half, and we are top of that. We are top of that. Uh, Table, we've performed better against the top half teams than any any other club. So I can see us going there and winning that. Board well for the playoffs, won't it? It'll board well for the playoffs. Also, do you think? Can I say at this point? I don't know. I'm right saying this, but 
Was there any any truth in this fifty million pound fine threat if they get promoted? Because the form seems to have dropped off somewhere. <coughs> there is well, yeah, it's far well forty million fine, but it'll never happen, will it? Let's face yeah. it. Somebody at the club uh, tweeted last week saying uh, that they'll ignore it if they get it. Well, they will. They, it's all eternal debt. So the, fir- the financial fair play rules: if you lose more than eight million in a season in the championship then you're liable to these sanctions. But I don't know if that £40 million is in relation to the sales of the loss which they made, which was £66 yeah. million, pound, or whether it's a £40 million. I can't see it being a £40 million. It's a transfer embargo as well, isn't it? It potentially can be a transfer see, I don't, embargo. I don't know who it was. It could well have been Robbie Savage, but whoever it was I was listening to a few weeks back saying that financial fair play, realistically, is just nonsense. Because if you if you get a club like QPR that's, that's that and you start fining them fortunes, transfer embargoes, basically, you get to the point where the only sanction the league has left is make it pretty much impossible for them to exist. Do what they did to Rangers, float them down right to the bottom division and say, look, your debts are gone, but everybody's lost a lot of money except you have to start at the beginning. Fans, sod them, that's, that's not anybody's problem. And the, the premise was that the Football League cannot afford to dish that sanction out. It's Sam's Portsmouth. But how far did they get shoved? To, how, well, it's Sam's naturally, hasn't it? They've fallen down the leagues. That's different yeah, to being sanctioned yeah. down the yeah, leagues. Yeah, I know, I know, but surely they must be in danger of that happening to them, especially if this Fernandes gets, doesn't get promoted, he's stuck in the Championship, he wants to be in the Premier League. They don't go up this season, which I don't think they will, even if, if we don't go up, I don't think they're going up. And same thing happens again next season because they've got Diderot in charge of them and they don't go up again. He's not going to be happy with that. But take his money away. If he takes his money it. away, the club's got a load of debt. You, you end up striking a deal where somebody else buys it for peanuts, buys the, basically gets the assets of the club for free, but what they do is they give somebody else a few quid that, that was owed fortune. Look at Mandrich at Sheffield Wednesday. As I constantly remind um, one of the guys at work, he bought Sheffield Wednesday for a quid. You can't even buy fish and chips for a quid. He bought Sheffield Wednesday. But yeah. as part of the deal, he had to fork out seven or eight million to allow people that the club owed a fortune to to cut some of the losses and say, well, you know, we'll, we'll take 20p in the pound of what you owe us and we only get seven million, but at least we've not got that debt hanging over us. Seems very similar to what yeah. they did at Portsmouth. I think yeah. Yeah. I'd rather take the fish and chips, to be honest with you. Yeah. 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 QPR's it's problem as well is they've got, like I said before, a lot of players the wrong side of 30 on absolutely astronomical <laughs> wages with no resale value. So they've got, they're going to they're gonna be eating up what the wage bill is what 60 odd million a season with a team full of 30 odd and the fan base is no bigger than ours why why is it English football though is is, is governed by some lily livered people who will not fulfil and carry out the threats and promises that they make because they can't didn't they with Rangers ah but they've done it in the lower leagues they didn't do it with Scotland in in, in Rangers in Scotland the the other clubs did it yeah yeah they voted the other clubs voted it Not, not the league well, but isn't, they, that, isn't that the strength of the Scottish game though? They've done it with Luton, because they stitched Luton up didn't they and ended up getting them kicked out of the league and they did it to right. Bournemouth. Right. Bournemouth nearly went bankrupt through, through the league sanctions. Well, the club had it, 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 it was managed Bournemouth just before they nearly went bankrupt. Are we read now? Oh. <laughs> you're not know, suggesting there might be a link. The club I used to work at, but they got done. Just before the end of the season, they declared themselves in financial difficulties. But because there was a non-league club, the rule says you will go down a league, or so many leagues. What league is after the conference? Conference North. North. Right. So they had to go down. Well, you've got your conference premier. That they're now back in that skrill, whatever yeah. it is now. But they didn't just go down a division. It was a league, and so it was like three yeah. leagues. So they ended up literally going down six leagues don't and it's took them all that time to, they're still not back where they were yeah. but hopefully they come up every year they just got back in conference but you can not back in there on, 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 on a small yeah. club you can impose that kind of penalty you know you, you might decide that QPR are small enough to impose it <laughs> what about Leeds would you do it to Leeds yeah. would you do it to you know West Brom we're, we're still if Man United don't yeah, pick up look at the 
Take would you, you would you potentially find Man United and kick them down a few divisions? No. Nope. You just cannot do it because they're too big of a power in the league. You talk about the strength of the Scottish League for doing it, it actually shows the weakness of the Scottish League overall that they can afford to do it without worrying about the penalties. I mean, you look, you look at Scottish football now, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? You've got Celtic have won it by a stretch. Are you telling me them clubs in them lower divisions didn't love the idea of the Rangers coming to their ground at least twice a season? Oh, yeah, They've yeah, loved it. it. They've loved it. It's been it, it, uh, the way Rangers have dealt with it, the way the players have, and everything else like that is absolutely commendable and brilliant to the spirit of football. Um, they should be applauded for it. They didn't get the club in that situation. They, they, they're getting them out. But I think the way it's all gone down up there, and I think the way in which it's been kind of highlighted as, <clears throat> you know, like were Rangers the villains, or were they actually the victims? Well, I think it's 50-50 there. Yeah, this is a bit of both. Certainly. Going back to what you said earlier on, though, Paul, if it happened to Leeds, then yeah, I would not bang them down. But I would bang them down. But why have these rules if you're not going to bloody use them and oppose them? Why have them? Right. Anyway, this debate will run and run and run. But before it does run and run and run, I'd like to bring the podcast to an end. But before I bring the podcast to an end this week... I've got uh, to pass over to Dan, who's got a little message for us. Yes, we've got some feedback from Twitter. It's at PWU Podcast, by the way, if you want to follow us. And this message is from at White Green Grey. He says, you can't beat the PWU Podcast on the route to the match today. Loving Get Back at the End, too. That's a reference to the Beatles song that we put at the end. Car went just that little bit faster. Oops. <laughs> so uh, we can presume he crashed shortly afterwards. <laughs> well, get back. Yeah. On that note, I think that's a nice note to finish this yeah. week. So uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. good night from yeah, me. Good night. Good night. Good night. Find him by the shady water Deep within the patchy forest Find him, scalp him Eat him up for breakfast Real good friend To Pimo Sabe Save another silver bullet I hope silver away Tomorrow today But who was that masked man you say That was the love Today, but who was that last man?